When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com BCC Classics Hey Club Scouts, happy Friday. We are coming towards the end of BCC Classics Week, but don't worry, there's two installments left. All week long, we have been looking back on some of our favorite moments from Bigfoot Collectors Club with some of our classic episodes. We're doing something a little bit differently today. Uh, We are actually pulling something from BCC The Other Side, the parallel dimension of Bigfoot Collectors Mm -hmm. Club over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Every month or so, we will do a Bigfoot movie club. This is when we find a horror movie or a cryptid movie or a paranormal usually movie. Usually a really bad one. <laughs> Often yeah, they're, they're I mean, quite terrible. They're, they're more fun they're if charming. they're bad. They're charming. They are charming. Sure. We've done lots of these. We've done good films. We've done The Changeling. We have done uh, Wolfen, which I think is really good. We've done Communion. Communion was one of our first ones, which was features a wild performance. Oh, we did Fly to the Navigator. We did Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Uh, but this one was actually suggested to us by our listener and dear patron, Frida, who told us uh, in a conversation that she thought House 2, our review and discussion of House 2, was maybe <laughs> one of the best movie club episodes ever. It is certainly oh one gosh. of the weirdest movies we've ever covered and one of the weirdest yeah. sequels that we've ever done on Movie Club. This one is just for fun ever. Everybody. Let's face so, it, it's a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> it <really. is. laughs> if you haven't watched the movie, I think it's pretty easy to come by. You might you want to. to. You don't need to, but <laughs> if you don't, mixed. I think I think this will make you want to watch the movie. So yeah, uh, I it will pop possibly also a, sub, a subliminal inspiration for the creation of applesauce is from this movie as well oh you wow. know what this is now the that i look back applesauce. on it yeah yeah absolutely I, it is there's yeah. some applesauce which, seeds which just goes to show you if you're not on the other side you are easily missing half of the show i mean this is <laughs> one of many movie club episodes this is just one of many types of episodes we do over yeah. there so you know enjoy this and then come join us there's a character in this movie that i think gramps. subconsciously inspired yeah gramps i think yeah is a big part of applesauce's <laughs> dna all Definitely. right everyone enjoy this selection from a uh, bigfoot movie club over on patreon.com slash bigfoot collectors club and uh we'll see you back here tomorrow to close out classics week with a banger Nice. Got a little George Norrie at the end there. I love that. <laughs> a banger. <laughs> With a banger. <laughs>
Bryce is having uh, watch myself in the uh, Zoom camera fun. Huh. Yeah, this is taking I me back to, to early pandemic days right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I used to, when I was a boy, I my grandma had this mirror in the hallway, and I would just stare at it and make faces, and she would pass by and go, Stop looking at yourself in the mirror. You're so vain. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> I'm working on my faces. One day, Grandma, this face is going to pay for my mortgage. You'll see. You'll regret your words. (laughs) Didn't attend that Grandma's funeral. (laughs) Yeah, no. You're always scaring my cats. You move too fast. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that. You probably did run everywhere as a kid. I did. I did. I'm scaring my cats. This is a really gram, grandma-centric week over here at Bigfoot yeah, Collectors Club. Yeah. A lot of grandma talk this week on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew my grandmother, either oh, one of them. What <laughs> way to take that to a sad, yeah. dark so place. We have to stop <laughs> talking about grandmas because I can't participate. Don't worry. We're going to bring it right around to Gramps uh, in a moment. Oh, yeah. So. The good, yeah. We, good point. We are shifting from grandmas to Gramps here pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the other side. Uh, I'm your host. Oh, the parallel dimension to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your alternate host. What's up, Patreons? Bryce Johnson here. And our ultra-terrestrial producer and Captain Cosmeteer himself. Hey, Riley Bray. What's up, everybody? Yeah, a lot of attention on that cosmic drop there, Riley. It's pretty exciting stuff, I gotta say. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. He's I, I pretty was, proud. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it, especially because I, I thought that album was lost for eight years. Dang. And I've given up on it. So for those of you who don't yeah, know, you, t- you got an email from us, but... Uh, Bryce, uh, excuse me, Riley on the on the Cosmeteer membership dropped a full forty five minute album of 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 music, all original stuff, not heard on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, you apparently found the music someplace. Yeah, you thought I was, it was lost? I was trying to find a, a thumb drive because I had to go print out some stuff at like a FedEx. And I was like, I couldn't find a thumb drive anywhere. So I was like digging deep into like clutter boxes. I was like, I know no. I have a thumb drive somewhere. I finally found one. I was like, well, this is a nice thumb drive. It's like a full terabyte. I wonder what's on here. And I popped it in. And the only thing on there was these 14 tracks. And I was like looking at the titles. I was like, what is this? And I clicked play. What? And immediately I was like, oh, my God. No way. No way. Like, because I was so bummed when that laptop got stolen and I didn't have backups i don't have the sessions for this it was just the bounces as the album was before the laptop was stolen but it was like getting close to done but i also think at the time i didn't think it was done because it's like kind of like abstract and rough around the edges but now hearing it eight years later for the first time i was like oh this was totally done and so i just was like i'm putting this out but i didn't want to i didn't want to just put it up on a streaming service that felt dumb and like this is like a more kind of like personal thing and it just like I, I just wanted it to be different so i was like i know the perfect thing for this is to put it on our patreon where it'll go directly to people that actually will listen to it and actually care and then just let it spread like organically that way and started like emailing it around to some people i'm also encouraging anyone who has the file like email it to someone that you think might like it like let's just try putting out music not on all the major streamers and just see what happens it's just I'm very excited. It's really fun. It's great. That's cool. Email it to me because I'm not on the cosmic track tier. <laughs> so I want to hear it. Bryce, you know, Bryce, you know, you get your money back every month, right? Like you I, I can't know. just. I, you I can also you know, stop spending. The master so account. I've been, I've been but put you on do, tight budget. You realize you will get it back. It'll come back to you. You you know our password, right, Bryce? Like you can log yeah. in. Yeah. Also, you can oh. just sign into the Patreon. You know that. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Oh, that's not okay. Good. Well, please email it to I'm, me regardless. I'm, I'm emailing it to you right now, buddy. Okay, cool. Because I want to oh, listen to it. My God. Do you right, see you this? After we Do you record. see what we're dealing with here? See? Uh, but this is it. This is this is what I'm talking about. The album is spreading in real time organically. There you go. Look at cool. that. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Well, let's get our I love the I love the album. I've been listening to it a lot. It's fantastic. Oh, thanks, but man. let's 
let's pull our minds out of the music world and let's get into the world of cinema. And I do mean <laughs> fine cinema. Oh, because God. this... <laughs> this this is where we apologize in advance. No, We're no, sorry. no. I refuse to apologize. I will not apologize. I will not apologize for this. This is uh, this is one of the best times I've ever had uh, in my life. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, welcome to another installment of Bigfoot Movie Club. We're picking up where we left off last month by watching House Two, the second story from 1986. Uh, but before we chat about it, and I'm going to tease it out a little bit longer, I want to ask you boys, have you watched any good movies lately? Anything that you would recommend to, because uh, this is Movie Club, we should also talk mm. about movies that we're, we're, we've seen in general and maybe have some good rec- recs. I would recommend yeah. almost anything over House 2, I will say, but no. we'll get into that. <laughs> no, I'm um, talking about I, House 2. I know, I know. it. Uh, you know what I just watched the first episode, though, of is uh, The Last of Us. Did you guys watch that yet? Yes. Technically mm. TV club, not movie club, but I'll, right. I'll allow it. I'll uh, allow it's it. cinematic television. We're it's, in another yes, golden it's age. It's not TV, it's HBO. We, That's, we, right. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> uh, right. I'm excited about that show. I really enjoyed that first episode. I've been devour, devouring the uh, so magical Egypt. For those who are not familiar, they did they did a first again season a TV quite... show, not a movie, but go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, this they did TV that. Club they... Talk. TV club talk, whatever. It was all all the same. If you're going to call cinema. House Two a movie, then we can talk about TV. Okay, <laughs> it is a 93 minute movie, and it's the fastest 93 minutes of your goddamn lives. <laughs> But I think you guys are going to love this. So uh, a, a, a while ago, they released the season one uh, of Magical Egypt, where they just sort of explore the esoteric philosophy that Egypt had. Even modern day Egyptologists aren't aren't privy to or don't really want to know or go further into just how these Egyptians were able to do so many amazing didactic art sculptures and these pyramids and their and their measurements but this this magical egypt series really goes into the hidden or occult or esoteric uh, philosophy and science behind the egyptians and anyway uh they did a kickstarter i think a year or two ago and they were able to come up with seasons two and three and uh and it they it, it is just mind-boggling what they really uncover and and it's hard not to see there what they put together and go, oh my God, they were consciousness explorers to the umpteenth degree. And they were able to pull down this knowledge from, you know, and we see it in the great Renaissance movement of Italy later, and we see it in ancient Egypt, but... I, I was I'm just blown away by the series, and if you're into that stuff, I think you. Ju- I, I had where one, do people uh, watch it? Where do people? Well, you got to go to magicalegypt.com, and mm-hmm. and and they and they can sell the whole DVDs, or that you can buy the series, or you how can are you buy- watching it? I well, I I bought the I bought the the actual DVDs, and I bought the the season pass. Okay. Uh, so I have a, a login. It's on Vimeo, but you can stream but, oh, it. Yeah, you can stream it right, okay. and. Uh, but oh my goodness, I highly, highly recommend. Sounds like it might be too expensive to do a TV club uh, on it. Yeah, but maybe, I think so. Yeah. Maybe if there's a way we can all watch one episode for free, we'll check it I'll out. P- yeah, I like that. Maybe I'll pick out one episode where they, they just start to put together. Uh, I, I'm blown away by it. I think you will be too. Okay, I watched a movie, I guess. Um, the only one here who's going to talk about movies for Movie Club. Uh, watched a movie the other night, The the Axe-Wielding Hitchhiker, about Kai, the hitchhiking dude who was a big YouTube sensation about 10 oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Right. They made a movie this about mo- that guy? They made a movie about him, and listen, he's, it's, he's a very troubled, troubled man. I would imagine. Um, Yeah. So uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. Check it out. It's a good true crime documentary. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, Also, don't know if I talked about this on the show yet, but I watched The Banshees of Inishirin recently, Mm. which I loved. There are things that will make you cry in that movie. Uh, Just know that going in. But Colin Firth and... um, 
Oh gosh, what's the other? It's the it's the dude from In Bruges who's with him. It's a Martin McDonough directed movie. Mm, I'm so bad uh, at this game. No um, idea. Why can't I ever remember his name? The He's whale so is great. The other I saw the whale. I haven't seen that yet. I want to see that. That that um, that touched me on Brendan a lot of Gleason, levels. That of course, was Brendan, Brendan Gleeson. Gleeson. Yeah. Well, speaking of Brendan's, Brendan so Fraser was amazing in the great. whale. That was all I you saw, needed to I, do. Look at that. <clears throat> I saw Recommend. Bridget Jones's diary for the first time, weirdly, recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we are so off topic tonight. I've never seen it. It was like, Caitlin was like, How have you never seen that? I was like, I don't know. But it's uh, pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. It's charming. Yeah. Fun, I, it's like, very charming. We actually, Kate and I rewatched it over the holidays. I there will say, though, the the early 2000s color correction on that film is god awfully ugly it's it is a looks bad it does not look good it's it's acted well it's very fun it looks like trash i will say that it's very (laughs) gross it's like mostly purple and gray (laughs) let's (laughs) jump right in to house two a second story (laughs) i don't approve of this attitude going into this michael did you take our sponsor's gummies uh what, what what is our sponsor Oh, I yeah. uh former sponsor Diet Smoke. Maybe former they'll be back. I did I had smoke. I had a I had half a diet smoke gummy because I'm a real lightweight. <laughs> right. This is a diet diet smoke. I did. I did, and I had a wonderful time. I was very, very I was entertained, uh, I suppose. I enjoyed our texting about it. While yeah, we oh it. that's so fun texting you know, with you guys. The thing I will say, we do text during the movie, but I kind of feel like it takes away from our immediate reactions in the podcast. Oh, itself. I'm totally and, more worried about getting a good joke in on the text thread. Yeah. The timing's I, everything. I think we might need to ban the texting during the watch no, so we can the keep club. these episodes fresh. Um <laughs> So we watched House 2, the sequel, uh, part of the House franchise. We watched House mm. last month. There are four of these movies. I That's thought there were almost three. almost unbelievable. That is there baffling. are four. More baffling than the pyramids. House, house, house 2. Guys, House 4 was made in uh, 1992. That was the last one. So we have 85, wow. 86, or 86, 87, and then uh, 89, then 92. Jeez, so, man. Uh, this movie stars, uh, let's see, William Katz not back for this one. There's no recurring characters. The um, cast is not why, even a recurring house, also. Not a recurring house. Yeah, not totally a new character. everything. Yeah. We got Ari Gross, Jonathan Stark, Royal Dano, Lark, Lar Park Lincoln. And yep. John Ratzenberger as the electrician slash slash adventurer. <laughs> Wait, don't forget Bill Maher. <laughs> don't forget Bill Maher. I was saving yeah. it for the first notes oh, that I have. Bill Maher is Ruin in this that. movie as well. He's one of the first <laughs> names that pops up. And you're like, what? Bill Maher is in this movie? Yeah. He is as a smarmy boss that doesn't really add much to the movie. And I will nothing say that whatsoever. nothing really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say Gramps. And the dog pillar add everything to this movie and any movie that you're not watching, they add to that as well. Oh um, my god! Well, let's I liked hear... Catapupper, but I think dog pillar is better. Looking back, yeah. because Catapipper, Catapupper makes you think of a cat, but yeah, right. Dog yeah, pillar, dog pillar. There's a cat. There's clearly a dog. Why would they call it a cat? It's a, he stole it's the show. A that little, that charming he little, did. what a charming little guy he was. Uh, here's what Michael Kennedy at ScreenRant.com had to say about this movie. Rushed out the following year after the success of the first house, House 2, the second story, not only features a lame pun in its subtitle, but also begins the franchise's tradition of tossing out the characters and events of the previous film. Focusing on two friends exploring an old mansion one has inherited, House 2 is actually fairly charming for what it is. It's abjectly silly and doesn't remotely try to be scary, but it's sometimes it's sometimes amusing, includes lots of fun practical effects and zombie makeup which i actually 100 percent agree with and yeah. is a generally breezy watch what did i tell you fastest 93 <laughs> minutes of your life and gets commendably crazy this this is exactly what i love about this movie it's fucking bonkers uh yeah, we watched it, it on 
Shutter or Amazon Prime with a subscription, uh, and it should be available multiple other places. Uh, they want people to see this movie, okay? The people who made this film. Uh, so produced by Sean S. Cunningham, who did all the house movies, I believe, and also directed Friday the 13th. The, the, the oh. original master behind Jason is a producer of this film. So we have to show these movies some respect is all I'm saying. Wow. All right. Okay, I mean, so did Fantasporto, who nominated it for an International Fantasy Film Award. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a great film. All right, why don't we do this? Riley, you're going to play the trailer, and then we are, after that, we're going to get all into this movie. There's so much to discuss. Uh, you guys, I, I would say you if you're if you're on the fence... Watch the movie. It's real quick. I think you'll enjoy this conversation much more. This is one of the movies that, like, if you watch the movie and then listen to our discussion about it, you're going to get a lot more out of it, I feel That's like. That's true. Yeah. For that reason. <laughs> because of us, watch the yeah. movie. <laughs> Good watch luck, Patreons. Movie. Yeah. Watch this movie. All right. Here's the trailer. All right. Last year, audiences everywhere thrilled to a terrifying film about the horrors of home ownership. House. Now, there's an all new house. Looks like you got some kind of alternate universe in there or something. With brand new owners. Charlie. Huh? Got it. And it's getting weirder. Look, it's a prehistoric bird. I got you, Jeff. I've seen enough tragedy and disaster to make you want to upchuck in your shorts. Two friends inherit a fantastic house. Charlie, there's a jungle in there. And a 170-year-old mummy. Surprise! Who is this? You can call me Gramps. Now, they're in for more trouble <laughs> than they ever imagined. You can kick the door open, run in there blindly, and I'll cover you, okay? Guy with the big gun goes first. <laughs> House 2, a second story. This place gives me the creeps. All righty, everybody. Let's get down in dirty. It's time <laughs> for Applesauce's movie pick of the week. Turns out. This would be Applesauce's yeah, movie it would pick be. of the week. Well, yeah. there's a lot of things I love about this movie, particularly the role of Gramps and... I love the score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would. Yeah. All right. Okay. Come on, you guys. You got to get it. You got to get. Do this for me. Pretend I'm dying, and this is the last episode we're ever going to record. <laughs> this is I your want, make a wish. You got to do this for me. Okay. Right, we're with you, buddy. We're with this you. This is actually 88 minutes long, so it's even shorter than the 93 <laughs> minutes that I thought of. This movie was released on August 28th, 1987, by New World Pictures. Uh, it cost three million dollars to make. Yeah. How much money do you guys think this movie made at the box office? I mean, I well, see the document, so I can't oh. guess. Well, if yeah, you were to guess, based on last night. I mean, what year did it come out? 87. I mean, you know, I mean, 87, I could see it doing all right, you know? I don't know, double? Yeah. Triple. Six million? It did, a little, in between, it did $10 million at the box office, which adjusted wow. for inflation. Riley, you should take a, Google that for me, and we'll find out. Um, so right. this is a hit. This is why they made two more. They got <laughs> $9 million, or nine, $7 million back <laughs> on this movie. Clearly, a lot of love and work went into this film. There are so many puppets in this movie, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary friends. So many puppets. This was like, remember, I had a thought when we were watching this movie. I was like, remember there was a time in movies where there were just puppets and everything? <laughs> there yeah. was just yeah. live actors and puppets in so many movies, especially during this period. Because, you know, I think by this point, Return of the Jedi, the most puppeted uh, of the Star Wars movies, uh, of the original Star Wars trilogy, you know, Jim Henson, all that stuff had really 
come into fruition. We were getting dark, you know, dark crystal had already happened. We were getting labyrinth. What a time for puppets in movies. And boy, do I wish that we had more weird half caterpillar, half dog puppets that just randomly showed up in movies (laughs) for no reason and Nothing. stuck around for the entire film. I think well, there, every there was movie some claymation in there too, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. had those, those dinosaurs. Stop motion. Were, Guys, yeah, imagine <laughs> this is all. what I'm saying. Imagine, <clears throat> and we're getting into spoiler territory moving here forward here. <laughs> so just so you know, <laughs> yeah, but there's a guys, plot imagine if like, Fast and the Furious was the same, were the same movies that they were, but then there was also like a weird, cuddly alien puppet that Mm. rode around and was like a pet belonging to Vin Diesel. And I would argue those movies aren't too far from doing something like that. But (laughs) how much better would every movie be if there was a puppet pet in it? I mean, that's basically like the Baby Yoda phenomenon in Mandalorian, right? Like, everybody lost their minds. Perfect yeah. fucking example. Why yeah. do you think Mando is such a huge hit? Because there's a baby puppet pet in it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Shh. By the way, 10 million uh, in 86 now is uh, 27 million about. So, wow. House 2 I mean, did all right. Did all right. Yeah. Did all right. They d- they wouldn't make this level of movie anymore. That's the weird thing. That's because- the thing. Yeah. <laughs> because you cannot then, then get it- House 2 made today. No, no way. No way. <laughs> certainly no way that's another reason why i think it's special because who the this just would not fucking happen unless it was some sort of ironic like hipster alt comedy you know where they're like we're doing a nod to the house too kind of thing but nothing okay nothing that would this explains a lot i'm looking up the go uh ahead mike i was just gonna say nothing that would like be this pure No, that's true. I'm looking you know, you up wouldn't the see writer. A24 putting this out. No. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I well, I had this imagination of like just the writer in some like in, in, in some heroin induced haze writing this in like three hours. And uh, I guess it was written by a guy named Fred Decker, who also wrote Robocop three. And if you've ever seen the trailer for Robocop three, it's going to explain a lot to you uh, because in Robocop three, there's ninjas. And uh, anyway, He's just uh, uh, so everything but the kitchen sink kind of guy. Everything but the kitchen sink. So I, I really, he wrote the he story. My... Ethan Wiley wrote the screenplay and directed. But you're mm. right, Decker worked on this movie. Yeah. But Ethan Wiley did the original movie. He wrote the original House. Uh, he didn't direct it. I believe that was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. He oh. did House Two. He did Children of the Corn Five. He did uh, a bunch wait, of movies. That did looks a movie like the guy who was the, the best friend. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. So the guy with the terrible haircut. I got to go check this out now. The guy who looked the- like one degree away, one like inverted X axis away from being Jim Carrey. Right. Yes. So <laughs> right. Close. Oh, oh, he also was- he wrote and directed uh, four episodes of Tales from the, from the Crypt. There that you go. was a good show. Yeah, that makes that sense. That does uh, make I sense. felt I like there show. was a moment in this movie, and we're going to talk briefly about what plot there is in this movie. But there was a moment when they've gone into the alternate dimension, and they're like sword fighting with the Aztec type warriors. Mm-hmm, where I was like, mm-hmm. they must, and they're swinging around on ropes, and it turns into a swashbuckler. I was like, oh, the actors and everybody working on this movie. I think they thought they were making Goonies. I think they thought they were making this heightened Amblin, Steven Spielberg type of fantasy comedy romp. It just wasn't shot. It was not directed in any compelling way that would, that would, would give you that level of magic. But there, there were moments in this movie where I was like, if you had a really good director, even if you had the script and the cast that you had, you might be able to turn it into something that when people watch it, they go, oh, I get what they're going for. But in but overall, this movie is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know how they do those things uh, where like if they're promoting a movie and there'll be like a camera crew outside the movie that they're just like premiering and what'd you guys think of the movie? <laughs> I would love to like hear a lot of those opinions coming, people coming oh, out mean, of this like the in 1987. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a smorgasbord of opinions. I would love to hear what people thought coming and, out of this in a theater after having and, paid good money. <laughs> Imagine if you were a couple of 1986 stoners who loved horror movies and you saw the first house and now it's a year later. Now your buddy's got the car. You don't have to have your parents drop you off at the theater anymore. Right. And you guys are you're like, let's see some gore. Let's see some more monsters come out of this. Like, you know, the purple demon lady from the first one. Let's have some more ghosts and goblins. And you went and saw House 2, and you got an extended sequence where a man chases a baby pterodactyl around the house and tries to hide it from his girlfriend's boss. Yeah, you're how, right. Satisfied customer. How fucking pissed you're off. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, there's no horror in this horror movie. No, no. It is, it is the craziest thing you have ever seen. <laughs> it's like i i just imagine that writer's room was just like a cocaine fueled just fever dream of oh just for sure and accepting every possible idea and they're like yeah, oh yeah. put it in there throw put it in yeah. sword fighting yes caterpillar yes. dog absolutely <laughs> zombie grandpa done so oh my Let's just go through the plot here real quick, and I'm going to pull from Wikipedia because I think it could do maybe a little better job than I could. Young urban professionals Jesse McLaughlin, <laughs> Jesse McLaughlin, Ari Gross, and his girlfriend Kate Lar Park Lincoln move into an old mansion that has been in Jesse's family for generations. They are soon joined by Jesse's goofy friend Charlie Coriel, Jonathan Stark, so not the screenwriter, who brought along his diva girlfriend Lana, played by Amy Yazbek, in the hopes of being discovered by Kate who works for a record company. Bill Maher is her boss. Jesse has returned to the old family mansion after his parents were murdered by a ghost uh, when he was a baby. While going through old things in the basement, Jesse finds a picture of his great-great-grandfather. By the way, every photo of his grandfather, including the ones from the past, are only of an old man. There is no (laughs) photographic evidence that that Gramps was it ever even when they were like <laughs> even when there were photos it was clearly supposed to be Gramps in his prime being like a thief or a swashbuckler we don't really understand unclear, what his unclear. job is because he comes back as an old miner but he was like clearly indiana jones in some of the photos mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. in those pictures it's like an old man there's it's like if the harris it's like if the indiana jones movies were only indiana jones shot now you know what i mean but you never you never saw a young harrison ford be indiana jones yes this guy's grandfather was always old yes it's benjamin button but he just stays old and then becomes (laughs) a zombie yes that's that's the trajectory so he finds a picture of his great-great-grandfather it's clearly because they just couldn't they couldn't pay they didn't want to pay for an actor to be young grandpa in any of the photos or Um, they just didn't trust in their audience would pick up on it (laughs) understand here's here's what's insane about it right another thing grandpa Gramps is in full zombie makeup for the entire movie. It's you good makeup. Could, you could, good. and it was great, but you yeah. could have cast a young actor to play an old zombie. He didn't have to actually be an old man. And so you could have had him young in the photos and then an old man in zombie through the makeup. Mm. Maybe you should have directed this thing. Yeah, you should have been in that. <laughs> I think I'm right going now. to remake this movie. So he <laughs> finds a photo of his Gramps in front of an Aztec temple, holding a crystal skull. Remember, he's a he's a coal miner mm-hmm. with sapphires in the eyes. In the background is a man Jesse learns is Slim Reeser, a former partner of his great great grandfather turned bitter enemy after a disagreement about who would get to keep the crystal skull. Hmm. Reasoning that the skull must be buried with him, Jesse and Charlie decide to dig up Jesse's great great grandfather, who I believe he's buried yeah, in the cemetery in the too. woods. I mean, that yeah. was just oh, like, quick. hey, you want to go dig him up? Yeah, let's go. 
No discussion about is this right, is this wrong. They're just digging up his uh, dead grandpa. They unearth the casket only to be attacked by the corpse, played by Royal Dano, who then shows himself to be friendly when Jesse reveals his identity as the senior Jesse great-great-grandson. Jesse and Charlie take the cowboy zombie nicknamed Gramps back to the house. Well, he's not nicknamed Gramps. He is Gramps back to the house where he's horrified to learn that the skull has not rejuvenated his body as he had hoped. That's just the first five minutes of this movie. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that's about where the plot stops. <laughs> the rest of the movie is them going into through portals in the house, trying to get the crystal skull that will keep grandpa alive, which makes no sense because grandpa is already clearly dead. Uh, They also go to a prehistoric world after a caveman carries the crystal skull. They meet a bunch of dinosaurs. They bring home a baby pterodactyl. And then everyone learned about this creature when studying prehistoric times, a giant caterpillar with a bulldog's face. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys. Where to even where, begin? Where to <laughs> go? Where to begin? Um, I mean, just just to start, the speed with which they are just totally fine with Gramps being a zombie. I is, was going to say that, yeah. It's like, what are we doing? What is this world that these people are existing in where they're just like, Oh, let's go dig up Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa's reanimated as a zombie. Oh, let's all go hang out and have story time. It's just like there's no. It just no. it just jumps. This is a, this is an excellent point. the 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 way within the way with which everyone reacts to animated mm. corpses walking around and having full fledged personalities can only lead us, the viewer, to assume. That zombies are an everyday occurrence in this world, and no one is thrown off by their existence. We just happen to be watching a movie about one zombie in this world (laughs) full of zombies. Right. No one is shocked. The only way you can justify that. Yeah, truly. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be like us interacting with the mailman. (laughs) Right. right. Oh, there's my zombie grandfather. Yeah. Coal miner. Temple I'm Raider. a little surprised that a mailman's here tonight, but it's just a mailman. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> I love how they wanted to take him and get him, you know, to a party into a nightclub and get drunk. Hey, you've been buried for like 70 years. Let's get out of here and go have some drinks. Oh, I'd like that very much. <laughs> Give me I, my whiskey. Gramps does love drinking. He's a yeah. He's a, Great great grandpa in 1987. Would that make him a cult, like a gold miner in 1849? Like, it does seem like he's older than. Don't do the math. The math doesn't really seem to add up. And the gold rush was actually 1916. (laughs) And why was he buried in like Aztec garb with a skull mask? And then immediately, also, the new clothes he puts on are also old, tattered zombie (laughs) miner clothes. That's a good point. Where did those come from? And why wasn't uh, he just buried that way to begin with? Well, that's a good point. Why was he buried in full Aztec garb? I love how they like they redecorated the house like an Aztec theme. Like, I had such a good time at Chichen Itza, I hired a decorator. That's a good point, too. How did this, how did this uh, coal mining, uh, tomb raiding grandpa afford this beautiful uh, Aztec mansion? I guess because he stole a lot of treasure. I. I could not, I know someone listening caught it, but I, I could not catch what his actual job was in the past. How many times did that director say, doesn't matter? Okay, <laughs> next shot. So why? Because we're making a movie. <laughs> so why was Grandpa so evil when he woke up? And like, why? why would he be a monster and then suddenly be like a kindly old man? Doesn't matter. Okay, so for this Moving next on. shot. Okay, got it. Yes, sir. All right, got it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, question Who is this movie for? Specifically, you, I think, is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, House One had like 
I mean, it had elements of like being. I remember House One being like scaring me when I was like watching HBO at night at my my dad's at like past my bedtime, and I was like scared, but then like had a little bit of fun. There was like there was none of that. This was all fun. There was like they tried right, to recreate it, it with some of the the bad guys and the conflict, but it just it was like they abandoned all hope of like trying to scare you. The only yeah. horror element is when the evil. The dead evil zombie partner, like, yeah, he was cool. Pulls the skull out of his guts, you know, and he had, he had elements of that dead general zombie from the first movie, but it really and and then and then the only other real link to the first film is John Ratzenberger is an echo of George Went. It's a Cheers and it's an inside joke about Cheers. They had Norm in the first movie and then they have Cliff in the second movie. There right. were some strong V-necks too. I would say that's a link. That's a link. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. But the, yeah, truly the only uh the only monster in this movie would be Gramps alcoholism, I would say. <laughs> he seemed Man. to be doing just fine. Again, Gramps is already dead. Why? That's true. Like why why did they work so even if he lives say they the magic stone brings him back to life he's got what with that liver another three <laughs> years tops <laughs> like why would it why would they make it like oh my baby like the first film was like oh my son the spirit of my son is trapped here right. that i get because it's like oh i can get my child back right why why are you so anxious to get your great, great, your old dead, great, great grandfather back in your life when you never knew about him in the first place? Yeah. You don't need him. Doesn't matter. You know what I did love (laughs) is the, the eighties wardrobes and the hair and just, I mean, it was like eighties in your face. I I really dug uh, the cast. I feel like you're dancing around the subject here, Bryce. Yeah. Those girls were hot, man. Those eighties babes were hot. They, the 80s the babes were great. Way yeah. out of those dudes' league. Just yeah, that was totally. as, as unbelievable as this movie was. The idea that these women are hanging out with those dudes is uh, perhaps the, the greatest suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I do love that style. And it's like because the 80s great, cause like the guys had the same hair as the girls, and it was all just like long in the back, you know, party up front, and it was just. Kill gotta it. go for the mullet, Bryce. I I, I, I said this I, to you the other I day. Know, man, I, I I could see you at, with rocking a full on. You would mullet. do a great mullet, Bryce. You uh-huh. really would. Uh, yeah. I, I had Devin Devasquez yeah. as the as the sacrificial virgin that they have to rescue. Yeah, right. To- yeah. Total babe. Total babe. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of hunks. No hunks. Only babes. Only babes. There's not one. The hunkiest guy in this movie is the caveman who comes out and steals for like a like a WWF like yes. whole sequence of the movie. Yeah. Also, that, there's something about that caveman that looked so modern and not cavemany like at all. Yeah. I couldn't oh, put yeah, my he finger looked like on a it. WWF wrestler. Like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Eye makeup like, and the the dance <laughs> yeah. belt, and it was, it was like not not Stone Age to me. Did not no. read Stone Age. No. Doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Michael, I, I love. See you, oh yeah, yeah go you, on. You, uh, well, just Riley. your note here about the party. Can we talk about the party? Because like, yeah. where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, who planned this sudden Halloween party? It was not part of the plot. No one was care. Like, all you got to do is have one scene where someone is carrying in a box of Halloween decorations. A box and- labeled party supplies. Yeah, party right, supplies. It right. says. Don't embar- my boss is coming over tonight. Don't embarrass me. You know what I mean? Like it was hard to understand. Like, did he even have a good relationship with this girlfriend? I don't understand. She was so jealous when he was talking to his ex girlfriend of the party. Yet her boss is like sexually harassing her right in front of him, and she seemed into it. I hate yeah. to say that phrase, but she seemed into it. It was yeah. a very very strange dynamic to unpack in this movie. Yeah, I'm realizing his ex girl. They never finished that story arc. It was just kind of like set up for the one nope. girl to be jealous, and that they, they, yeah, they just they, left that. Hanging. They just left it there on the floor. Yeah, don't yeah. forget that this movie ends with the two friends uh, burying Gramps's body. So after all this, by the way, the Crystal Skull doesn't keep Gramps alive. It turns no. out that was just a misunderstanding. Mm. So they go through all this kind of for nothing. 
Because then it also wouldn't have worked on the bad guy either, right? Because they were all worried the bad guy would get it and he'd be eternal. Turns out neither one of them are eternal. So the, the whole, the, everything that was at stake of this movie is pointless anyway. But it does let them, it does end with them crossing over into a southwestern dimension where they are now all dressed as prospectors <laughs> and forgot. going off in a horse cover yes. in a in a in a in a covered wagon <laughs> with dog a pillar and their pet pterodactyl. And- you called it Back to the Future Three ending. <laughs> yeah, it's a Back to the Future Three ending. Somehow they all go back and live in the oh, old west. So good. But Gramps is dead. At but Gramps time, is even dead. Even though they've gone back to the old west, as he should be. As and they just put that. That crystal skull, which caused all the trouble, just right oh, on top for someone else put to it find. Right on. At least keep the yeah. crystal skull. You went to a dinosaur world to get it. God. <laughs> and is it the past? Is it a parallel oh, dimension? Man. We don't know. What so about good. John Ratzenberger? Like, John Ratzenberger, this is when I was like, okay, this is clearly like supposed to be Gremlins or Goonies, where there's this deadpan right. character who shows up as... Like, they're... Here's this is a perfect example. Like, there's a kernel of a fun, absurd, like '80s adventure character here, right? Yeah, right. You could you could see a a movie spinoff or like a series of short sci-fi stories about an electrician who goes to haunted houses under the guise of, oh, it's all just wiring. I'm going to fix the wiring. Don't worry. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah, that's a good plot thread. Yeah. But then secretly is like working with a, with a, with, with like a, a legion of like adventurers that fight ghosts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that right. is a, that's a great idea, but they so half acid in this movie as sort of a throwaway joke. It's like, no, that's your movie. Make this, then it's like Ghostbusters or something. Oh my God. You know? It felt like it was going to be Ghostbusters for a minute. And then every time this movie feels like it's going to be something, it just ejects and it goes just cuts and makes it another just, movie. Yeah. Every time you think it's going to be something, it just cuts back to Gramps drinking whiskey and petting the dog a pillar in the basement. How <laughs> yeah. about that memory montage? That's what I was going to say. Speaking of Gramps in the basement, that fucking montage, man, is something else. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> He's just, they're like, have you ever robbed a train car? He's like, of course I robbed a train car. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? He did? Who is this guy? Oh, Gramps, you're the best. Shots of them just like sitting there listening to him tell his stories. Like, and it's just like, oh, it's been story time for hours. As Ken Burns, like old timey photos, wipe past (laughs) the lens. Like robbing banks and stuff. Just like, what is. Riley, we got to talk about the music in this movie. Oh, man. So much banjo. So much banjo. Like if Applesauce released uh, his own record on. The on the Cosmeteer membership yes. level, it would have been the score to house too. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my god, that outro music! Like when I was like, "All right, it's finally over," and then that banjo just kicks in. <laughs> and I was like, "What? What? What are we doing here?" <laughs> and then like, oh god. Also, just like the the score, like it was so like sort of like whimsical and silly. Like it just. <laughs> <laughs> it really i have to be honest it started to irritate me a little bit the music i was just like this yes. i don't know it just like got it was insidious it it's undeniable remember the scene where i can't remember what was happening maybe an arrow was being shot and the the mirror in the hallway breaks and behind oh, it's a bullet. The, oh yeah. it's a bullet so yeah. oh yeah i think it was the bad guy cowboy shoots a zombie cowboy shoots him or tries to shoot him and the bullet breaks the mirror and behind the mirror, prominently displayed, is a newspaper that says the Titanic sinks. And it's just, I get it. They're trying to step. First of all, if we see old newspapers behind the mirror, we get it. This, we'll get it. Yeah. Also, the next question I had is, are there newspapers behind mirrors? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, how they used to do it. Yeah. You, know how how I re- you know how I read that bullet, that bullet. It didn't go through the newspaper. Didn't go through the newspaper. <laughs> and then you I, know how I read news oh, wait, articles no, on. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say. And then my third thought was, I love that whoever, uh, whatever old inhabitant of the mansion, maybe Gramps himself, was setting up his new mirror and stuffing it full of newspaper on the day <laughs> that do. the Titanic sank. <laughs> read the headline, shrugged it off, and slapped it on the wall behind the mirror. 
I feel like the way I read news stories on the main feed is how the director approached this. Oh, yeah, no, I, I got an idea. We'll just, uh, yeah, this this fine here. You put that there. Da, da, the bullet doesn't matter right there. Yeah, it doesn't. No, no, we just leave that thread. The idea. It's good. We, they'll, they'll get understand. it. They'll get it. Uh, the scene, I have in my notes, too, that the scene where Grandpa dies in the bedroom is one of the oh, craziest yeah. things ever. But I don't honestly, I was so overwhelmed by the rest of the movie that I don't remember what happened in that scene. I just think he was crying. This man, this grown man is mm. sobbing that his zombie grandpa that he never knew yeah. is yeah. dying. One also just the blocking of that scene. I remember their faces. They're just like leaning slowly into each other. And I remember I just kept texting you guys, kiss. They're going to kiss. Because it looks like they're just slow, slow and weeping and just staring into each other's eyes. And it, it's uh, it's a strange, strange. God. Moment. All right. So. Uh, I, there's so much I know in the comment section we're gonna there's so much stuff that we didn't cover here but mm. uh, we could talk I feel like I could talk about this movie forever um how I mean, many there's a solid six minutes of him just wrestling with that pterodactyl trying to get the uh, yes. crystal skull out of its mouth. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was good the, TV. Good the movie. wacky hide the pterodactyl from her body. Like, why? why? Why are we hiding any of this? I don't get it. Um, I have to ask you, boys, how many dog pillars out of 10 dog pillars would you give this movie and would you recommend it? Uh, I'll give it... Um, Three dog a pillars. You're right. Yeah, you're in my zone what? too. What? Yeah. <laughs> Specifically for all the practical effects and puppetry. Um, it is possibly the worst script ever written. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but worst. The, uh, the execution is so unhinged. That right. It, it makes it kind of fun. Um, I mean, if I, I if I were watching that alone, I would be like embarrassed. Like, right. Like watching it with you guys, like texting is like that it's makes fun. It's fun. Funny. Uh, like, but like, read. if I'm just like I'm at home and I'm like, I would just be like, I need to read books or something. Like, what <laughs> is wrong with me? That, that I I have to agree with Riley. You know, what the great thing wow. about this movie club is, I discovered my love for really bad great movies. And when a movie's trying to be great, but it ends up being just bad, I actually love it. This one. It didn't work on that level. I was like, you know, this is just really bad, bad. And I was like, so I'm going to do four Daga Pillars. No, I wouldn't recommend it. And uh, and, uh, and and yeah, I'm just I'm still kind of baffled by it. Like, uh, I, my uh, mind is blown. Were we yeah, watching the this same? This is what movie? separates the boys from the men, Michael. I don't know. You're you're on a league of your own out here. I I mean, had, this is an ad for diet smoke if there ever was one. I'll tell you. That I much. had a <laughs> wonderful. Wait, were you guys bored during this movie? No, bored. Bored yes. is not the word. Okay. Because I, uh, I watch. I feel like when I watch a bad movie. It's because it, it makes me bored and it's tedious. And I'm just like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? Were you guys – I get objectively that this isn't a, quote, good movie. And no. quote. All right, good, good. But, this movie felt like treading water to me. It was like right. there was never anything to hold on to. There was no right. stakes. I didn't care about anyone. That's right, Like man. I just – They weren't trying the, to be the great. The world had no rules. Like yeah. it was – there was nothing – there it, it was is, just like whacking it's a kid's with a ball banjo pit. yeah yeah <laughs> it was a, yes it was a bottomless ball pit of a movie <laughs> yeah i <laughs> just I, sinking and sinking i i guess it was just so bizarre and so <laughs> bonkers that i was fascinated by every frame of this film <laughs> yeah yeah that's like i i love your your childlike sense of wonder that you brought to this movie that's, that's um, nice. It, so it I would give it. Cynical. I'm giving this eight and a half dog pillars out of ten dog pillars. Yeah, strong, strong, strong. And I would absolutely recommend, uh, guys. This, like I said, fastest ninety three <laughs> minutes of my life. When it was over, I was like, "It's over already." I loved this movie. Okay, <laughs> this begs the question. Now 
I was like, I had told Bryce. I'll doing... answer for you here. We'll stop. Wait, Let's wait, stop no, here. No, no. So I'm not saying no to stopping. I'm saying no to ending the conversation about whether or not we stop. Okay. Okay. I had originally thought this was a trilogy and I was like, this is perfect. We're going to do January, February, March. We'll do the house trilogy. Right. Then I found out there were four of these. No. Then we watched this movie, and your guys' reaction doesn't seem to be as enthusiastic as mine, and some of our listeners might agree. So here's I'm what curious. I'm, I'm going to do. This Slash Film article that I quoted earlier, it ranks the house movies and it's oh. a real it's a real easy ranking because it literally just goes four three two one all right so okay. this is supposed to be, the longer we go the worse they apparently get okay but i'm gonna read their slash film summary of the next two movies and then i am going to suggest that we put it to a vote on the mm-hmm. patreon page great mm-hmm. i love do that. we go that. do we yeah. continue or not and maybe we can vote after the next one as well democracy rules i like it okay um so here's here's what house 3 is and here's what house 4 is house 3 the horror show the horror <laughs> show only titled as house 3 outside the u.s so this is a third movie in the franchise that isn't called house three in america (laughs) i'm already confused it doesn't matter it doesn't matter (laughs) this film might as well not be related to the other films at all it features no returning characters or locations and stars lance henriksen guys lance who love him bishop from aliens Hmm. Yes, and also he was in one of those Bigfoot movies we watched. As a cop doing battle with a deranged serial killer played by Brian James, whose spirit lives on after he's sent to the electric chair in a manner very similar to Wes Craven's Shocker. Despite starring two genre staples, the horror show struggles to feel any different from the glut of slasher flicks released at that point in the late 80s. It's fine for slasher fanatics, but hardly necessary viewing. Okay. So big knock about doing house three. Okay. He says it right there. Hardly necessary viewing. I mean, that should clue our Patreons in. You know what? Our podcast (laughs) is hardly necessary. I'll say that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. House. So, okay. So we might be ready to jump off there, but wait till you hear about house four. All right. Might bring you back. House four according to Slash Film, is an absolute mess of a movie. <laughs> it's most confusing, <laughs> but not quite weirdest aspect, is the return of Roger Cobb. William Cat is back, you guys. Shut Full up. Protagonist of the original film. That should help tie things back to the first house, but it doesn't, as Roger is now inexplicably has a new wife and daughter that seem completely separate from the wife and son he had previously. Uh, doesn't matter. Roger doesn't even survive the first act, making his return pointless. Of as course. an actor, that's just sad. Of course, oh, there's the real reason some people have heard of House 4, and that's the completely insane scene in which a pizza comes to life and begs to be eaten, all while attacking Roger's new wife. What? Wow. Just when I thought you lost me. You I know, pulled that me pulled back me back, in. too. But we have to go through three to get to the pizza in four, guys. Oh, we got to see it. I... I'm just saying we'll leave it as a leave it up for a vote. Everyone knows where I stand. I know where you guys stand, but I don't know, I made, guys. I made a New Year's resolution to finish the things I start too, and it's like yes. I'm like ready to abandon it already. <laughs> but <laughs> but I you maybe I do need to see this thing through uh, just for my own well being. Uh, Let us know, guys. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a poll up. Uh, the, 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 during, over the weekend, this, uh, episode comes up and then we'll, we'll find out. So we, it's up to our Patreons. God, you control our destiny. All right. (laughs) All I know is I had a blast. I had a good time watching this movie. I hope everybody else did too. Uh, we love you guys where there's love, there's kisses and thank you. Patreons. Gramps. Hey, let me out.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.